Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today's message comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Luke 15 includes three well-known parables, two of which you've already heard. And the third, the longest one, the parable of the prodigal or lost son. Today we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 7, the parable of the lost sheep. Now, some of you know these parables so well that you could probably stand up here and preach it for me. So my hope and prayer is that you can learn a few things this morning as we discover where we all fit into this parable. The parable begins, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. There were two different groups present here. The first is the Pharisees and scribes, or teachers of the law, who at this point in time were not Jesus' best friends. They followed him around looking for a reason to condemn him. And they certainly didn't believe they, or someone with the character like Jesus, should be eating with sinners, the other group. Jesus didn't share their beliefs, so he was often hanging out with those sinners, outcasts, rejects. Think about some of the worst sinners who have ever lived or that you've ever known. Serial killers. Any school shooter. Terrorists. Me. This week we might have thought about those responsible for 9-11. One thing we need to always remember, never forget, is this. Jesus still died on the cross for them. And your opinion of them however you feel about them, doesn't change that fact. Paul spoke of being the worst of sinners in 1 Timothy, and Jesus still died for him. Jesus doesn't exclude. Sure, the Pharisees and scribes didn't like Jesus very much, but he still loved them, just like he loves each of you, just like he loves me, and died on the cross for all our sins. The Pharisees criticized Jesus, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. My response to that is, thank God he welcomes sinners, or I would never have a chance to know him. Their criticism was actually a compliment. The Son of God took time to be with the lowest of the lows. And then he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Put yourself in this story and ask, who are you? The most obvious one to focus on is that lost sheep. It's obvious we are like the lost sheep and Jesus is the shepherd, right? You can easily sit there and say, yep, I'm lost, that's me. But is that true? Do you really believe it? Because as easy as it is to focus on the lost one first, I'm not going to. Because I believe that some of us can sit in our seats and say, I'm not the lost one, Pastor. I mean, I'm sitting here in church this morning. I can't be lost. So you must be one of the 99 then, right? So maybe we start with the 99. Nah. There's still one more person in this story, which is where I'll start today. The shepherd. The shepherd? Jesus is the shepherd. Well, not necessarily in the beginning. 
Remember, there is a lost sheep. And who was in charge? The shepherd. So at some point he failed at being a shepherd because he lost one of the sheep. Sure, sheep are dumb. They wander off on their own. But they can't find their way home like some dogs and cats do when they get lost. And so the responsibility for the sheep falls on the shepherd. I know that this is where I can easily see myself. Even though I've been called to a congregation full of people to be like a shepherd to the sheep, really an under-shepherd to the great shepherd, to care for his sheep, that doesn't mean I won't fail. In fact, I failed many times. And I'm going to continue to fail many times because I'm not perfect. Think about how easy it is for us to say, well, at least we have 99% of them here. I mean, that's only a 1% loss. That isn't too bad. I mean, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, you wouldn't feel too bad about a 1% loss, right? Well, let's not think business-like. Say you have 100 friends, and 99 of them you have proclaimed the good news of Jesus Christ to. But there was just that one you never got around to. That one that was lost, but you just let stay lost. And what if that lost one stays lost until Jesus returns? How do you feel about that one you never got around to now? I go to extremes so that you understand how important one lost sheep is, and how important one lost sheep is to God, and how important it is for us to spread the good news of Jesus Christ to all people. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell, and we shouldn't either, even though it's easy to want that for some people, whether it's people like the ones that were responsible for 9-11, or people who have hurt us deeply. If we're shepherds, we fail when we are left on our own to care for sheep. Now maybe today you don't see yourself as a shepherd, so let's talk about the 99 sheep. The ones that are not lost, but are safe. They're safe, aren't they? I mean, the end of the parable says, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Just because you may see yourself as one of the 99, that doesn't mean you don't need to repent, right? Sin is something that we all deal with daily, and we need to repent daily because we are sinners, and need forgiveness even if we're not lost. On top of that, you would think that the 99 sheep who are righteous don't need finding because they're not lost. All of you can easily tell me that you're not lost because you're here. Obviously, I don't need to go find you. Because you got up and you made your way to this place, and you have faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior. But does that mean you're safe? They may not be lost, but that doesn't mean they're safe. See, Luke tells us the 99 are still in the open country. They have not arrived safely home. They still need guidance to get there. And there may be animals that will come and attack them. And there may be more sheep that get lost along the way. And how many sins do you think it takes before a sheep becomes lost? A hundred? Fifty? Ten? One? Because these 99 sheep have not reached their final destination, something can still go wrong. We, as believers, have not reached heaven yet. And we can still go astray, get lost. Why do you think God's word says in 1 Peter 5, 
Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Does Satan need to attack those who are already lost? In worship, we gather in the presence of God. But do you ever think that Satan is also here in our midst, trying to lead us astray even at this very moment, even as you listen to the word of God? God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. But Satan would love for any of you to join him there. And he will keep attacking until we arrive safely at our final destination, until we are called home to heaven. And now there's only one left, the lost sheep. Do you know what happens if a sheep gets lost? I've never seen it myself, but this is what I've been told by a reliable source. And I don't mean the internet, so you can just take my word for it. The sheep, when it realizes it's lost, will crawl under the nearest tree, bush, object, and it will just shake, tremble in fear. Did you ever see the picture of the shepherd carrying the sheep on its shoulders and you say, oh, isn't that cute? The shepherd has to carry the sheep because it is paralyzed in fear. It cannot move. So the only way for the shepherd to save that sheep is to put the sheep on its shoulders. I think that all of us can think of a time in our life when we were that lost sheep in need of rescue. Isaiah chapter 53 says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And when we think of sheep, we might think of them as dumb, defenseless, and directionless animals. I mean, have you ever seen a sheep in a circus act perform tricks before? They're not smart enough. In many respects, we are the same in our ability to rescue ourselves from our lost condition, from sin and death. We are dumb, defenseless, and directionless. Like sheep, we all have a tendency to stray away from God. The word lost is one of the scariest four-letter words in the human language when you think about it. You can be lost while driving. You can lose a fortune, your house. We can lose our character, lose our mind, our health. But a lost soul is the most tragic condition. Death will heal the loss of a fortune, or the loss of health, or the loss of a mind. But a lost soul at death is lost for eternity. We are all lost sheep because of sin. The bad news is, without Christ, we are lost for good, never to find our way home. The bad news is, without God, we are lost forever. We don't get heaven. We get hell. But the good news is, Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. And he did it because of love. Love has everything to do with the good shepherd going and searching for that one lost sheep. That is why Jesus is the only good shepherd, because he is God. And as First John says, God is love. And Jesus became the good shepherd when he was born on this earth. And he searches for us in order to save us, in order to carry us home to safety, in order to bring us to heaven, paradise with him. He brought us out of the isolation, the wilderness, in our sin, where we were separated from him and brought us back to communion with him, brought us forgiveness, and brought us life.
And Jesus paid a great price to do that. He paid the ultimate price to find and restore us. He carried the cross for us to Calvary, bore the sins of all of us, the sins of the world on his shoulders, was crucified, gave up his life that our sins would be forgiven, that we would be brought back to God, that we could be called God's children and receive the inheritance that he promised to us, eternal life. And Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice because he loves us. And that is why he says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. What did the sheep do in the story to help itself? Nothing. Because the sheep was lost and cannot find its way home. The shepherd freely rescued the sheep. That is what God's grace is all about. Something that is freely given to us. And it is faith that believes it. And there is a celebration because of what the shepherd did. The saving act he performed by going and rescuing the sheep. How many times do you think Jesus has to go out and search for you before he finds you? A hundred times? Fifty? Ten? One? Once. Because Jesus doesn't stop looking for us until he finds us. And how many times did Jesus have to die on the cross for your sins? Once. And how long does he continue to work in our lives through the Holy Spirit so that we don't stray and get lost? As long as it takes. That is how much he loves you. That is why he wants us to spread the good news of his death and resurrection for all people. God loves everyone. Yet God cares about you on an individual basis. God cares about you. You are special to him. That is why he goes and searches for you when you have sinned. Even if you are the only one out of a hundred, one out of a thousand, out of a million, a billion. Because he wants to lead you to repentance. He wants to lead you to recognize that you are lost and need his forgiveness. And by faith which he has given you, you turn from your dumb ways and are carried on his shoulders. No longer lost, but found and restored. Where we as shepherds failed, Christ succeeded. Where we as righteous sheep not needing repentance stood in the open field, Christ came to guide and direct us home. Where we as sheep are lost, Christ searched everywhere until he found us to bring us to safety and to rejoice because we were lost and he found us. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ our Lord, our Savior, and our Good Shepherd. Amen.